Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Monday on r r the Morning, we're joined by NFL insider Todd Archer at 7.30. We react to Cowboys versus Eagles. We got the in-season tournament recap. And, of course, we're going to be always talking silver and black. Now back to the Blitz. Jason, Joe, who y'all got? Army and Navy. Welcome back to the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix in Boston as we continue prepping for tomorrow's Army-Navy game presented by USAA. Now joined by Mike Buddy, the West Point Athletic Director. Um, Army-Navy weekend. Uh, and i got to be I'm a, I'm a Navy guy. Um, <laughs> well, this, this this isn't starting off very well. Yeah, you guys get along, will you? Uh, well, we are going to get okay, along. Okay, I was just, just fine because no, I'm, I'm kidding. From one of the things that I appreciate what you guys were able to accomplish in joining the American is keeping this game and this tradition alive, even though both teams are now in the same conference. Well, I did too. And and to be honest with you, if if that was not going to be um, an option, then joining the conference wouldn't have been an option for us. And certainly having the Naval Academy already in the league helped um, Commissioner Oresco having worked on the army navy property as a television executive and understanding the importance of of the rivalry game that certainly helped as well so we're thrilled to be able to to join a conference of so many great institutions and still protect this great tradition you know when you get you guys gear up for this week and and the how special it is do you do you feel a buzz uh, around where you work and and with with everybody there is just a little bit different Absolutely. And it's not just in the athletics offices. It is across West Point's post, um, top to bottom, academics and military folks. We all have a little bit of extra hop in our step. There's certainly more work to be done, um, but it's it's so well worth it to give both of these groups of young men, um, you know, the opportunity to be on, to be showcased on, on a national stage when they don't get a fifth year of eligibility or a sixth year. Or sure the hell aren't getting a seventh year of eligibility. <laughs> um, it's important that when they get an opportunity to play, you know, where Tom Brady won Super Bowls, like it's a special opportunity for them that they'll create memories for their lifetimes. Mike Buddy, the uh, West Point Athletic Director here on, on the Blitz. Um, seventh year, was that a shot at Frank Harris from UTSA? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I'll tell you what, we've played UTSA for the last five years. Yeah. Um, and, and this year, you know, obviously you don't ever want somebody to be injured, but, but Frank missing that game is, is a huge impact. And he's a phenomenal kid. And, you know, um, you had a running back with, with one of my favorite names a few years ago that, that I, I, I don't miss either. Um, but we've, you know, we've had four great games against Coach Trailer, who I hope he gets a great opportunity to go to a Power Five in, in, in the coming future. <laughs> Uh, but, but that's part of it too, right? Lisa Campos has done a phenomenal job with that program, and you know, having used them as a barometer, right? Because they're they're kicking butt in the American, and and we've been competitive with them, and that kind of 
allays some of your fears. Um, but uh, but yeah, when you got to deal with guys like Sincere McCormick and and Frank. That's it, it, we don't hate to see them graduate. <laughs> How is it coming to San Antonio when you guys come to San Antonio? Everything you could imagine, right? I mean, it is such a patriotic city. You know, the home of USAA, which is the best partner any organization could hope for from from Wayne Peacock on down. Um, the fans treat us tremendously well. You know, if you've been to those games, right? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Army fans that live in San Antonio and live in El Paso, and they, they make that trip. So uh, we love coming there. It's you know, the Riverwalk's one of my favorite places for a, a morning run and then an evening um, beer and a shot too. So uh, we're we're excited to continue to get the opportunity to come to beautiful cities like San Antonio. When you guys, when Army travels. And, you know, I grew up Army. My dad's retired Army. My brother was in the Army. In fact, the uniform uh, was my brother's division in, in Desert Storm. And a couple of years ago, my dad was 25th ID um, in Vietnam, and, and Army wore that uniform. So growing up Army, when you guys travel as a football team, do you see what we see in San Antonio? Like Everybody's there for the home team, but they're also rooting for Army as well? We do. Um, certainly, I think. San Antonio maybe has a little bit extra, and I would say most of the state of Texas, uh, Louisiana, North and South Carolina, they there's a little bit more uh, of a turnout perhaps, but everybody treats our kids as you would hope that they treat them. Uh, we went to Michigan my first year, and, and everybody was so cordial, and we went into the fourth quarter with a seven-point lead, and they got a little bit less cordial, but still <laughs> still phenomenally well-treated. Um, yeah, they and it's just it's a respect thing, right? I mean, even... You know, as much as we want to beat Navy, like I've just, I have so much respect for what those young men have, have volunteered to do. Same with Air Force. So uh, we're treated accordingly. And it's, it's nice to see in the world of college athletics when name, image, and likeness and pay for play and employees and all these things are, are you know, invading the, the national pastime. It's, it's good to see kind of this, this purest form still of amateurism. Uh, and and the the way that people embrace it and appreciate it. You know, it's it's interesting that you brought that up. You were talking off air about NIL. How how does Army handle something like that? Well, you know, I, I, what we like to tell people is we're the original NIL, right? I mean, our kids get paid. Uh, the cadets that enroll at, at West Point get a paycheck, and they have since I think 1802 when when it was founded. So. Uh, but but they can't they can't get anything above and beyond that for for their name or their image or their likeness. So we're in the same boat. It, it, we already compete against Air Force and Navy and everything because we're the most similar, right? Like like any group of of institutions. Uh, but as this thing continues to go down the, the 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 way that it's going, it's even more important that we compare ourselves to each other because we're all in the same boat and that we have to recruit young people who who don't care that they can't they can't take advantage of the NIL and. Uh, we make up for it in, in toughness and tradition and discipline and, and you know intellectual stimulation and, and chemistry. Right? It's hard. It's hard to be a coach at a Power Five institution and you're getting 30 new players every year and you've got to get them to play together as a unit. And that's one of the advantages where we think staying at the academy for four years develops that that cohesion that's necessary to win in all sports. Mike Buddy, the West Point athletic director here on the Blitz. I I find it interesting having. Talk to different, you know, coaches and administrators at the academies through the years, and the challenge of who you're able to go recruit. You're you're not going to be the biggest, strongest, fastest because they've got to fit in certain vehicles, and you know it's it's school first in your in your future. Now with 
you know, like every week when Jeff Trailer comes on with us, you know, there's talk about trying to get a donation to the NAL, get the indoor built, you know, recruiting your players, guys coming after them. Do you, in a way, kind of feel insulated from the rest of college football with problems that you're glad you don't have to deal with? A thousand percent. Now, now we have other challenges, right? But, but, but those aren't any of them. And, and you know, I, I credit Coach Munkin for being able to find young men who, who for the most part, don't have a lot of Division One offers, and, and we're able to convince them to come to Army. We're able to convince them that serving your country for five years is a noble and worthwhile uh, feat. And so uh, when we get the opportunity to attract those young men, um, to your point, they, they, they have to be able to do pull-ups, and they have to be able to run two miles under 14 minutes. And, um, you know, things like that can be a challenge, but... You know, they don't have to do that until they graduate. And so what's interesting is you'll see our offense and defensive linemen who will play their final game as, as seniors at 300 pounds. And by graduation, they weigh about 215 because <laughs> they've shed all that weight so that they can meet all of those fitness requirements, which is, you know, just another reason to just appreciate these young men. What is a day in the life of an Army football player during the season? Well, it's early, right? I mean, they start earlier than I ever wake up. I mean, they're getting up at some times when I would still be getting back in uh, in my younger days. Uh, but, you know, it's just a routine, and, and they don't have a lot of flexible time. If you're, if you're a cadet athlete in any sport at West Point, you're up at 530, you're, you're going to mandatory breakfast, you have mandatory formation. We're not allowed to touch them until 3 o'clock, and so they have commitments on the military side. They really don't get to do summer school like a traditional university has summer school, um, but that's okay, right? It's, it's Missing summer school because you're learning how to operate a tank or, or fire a, a mortar is way more important for what these kids are going to be doing. So I tell people at West Point, once you've fulfilled your academic and military duties on any given day, with whatever time we have left— we try to train you on the field or on the wrestling mat or in the pool to be a leader of character and to be competitive at the Division One level. But some days that might only be an hour and a half. And some days it might be the full three and a half hours that, that other civilian institutions get. And we just have to have coaches who are okay with that. And for the most part, um, we, we can still be competitive even though we don't have that full day that some schools... And sadly, in today's world, I feel like there are some institutions... That, that want you focused on your weight room, your nutrition, your film study, your practice, your lifts. Uh, and with whatever time is left over, maybe you go to class. Uh, and that's an exaggeration probably, but I love that at the academy, our priorities seem to be in, a, in alignment with at least what I believe a college athlete's day should be like. Mike Buddy here on uh, the Blitz 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. I think about, I mean, you're a baseball player, played Major League Baseball, you're unless your background uh, growing up but i mean you, you know military experience you take over as athletic director at west point how long did it take you to figure out how different it was at the academy well i'm in year five and i'm still figuring it out to be, to be honest with you and, and you're right jason now i'm as civilian as civilian can be and i just thought are you sure you you want to talk to me about this job and and the three-star general at the time who's now a four-star general williams who hired me said Everybody here knows the military inside and out, but none of us know how to go find a good soccer coach or what the NCAA rules are or how to navigate conference realignment or ne negotiate a CBS deal or a Nike apparel contract. So um, I, I understood quickly that my lane was to operate this athletic department within the left and right limits that the, the superintendent and the 
chair, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staffs and the Secretary of Defense lay out for us um, and whatever I can do to keep us competitive and really honestly provide just an extraordinary experience for these young people uh, while they get to compete as Division One athletes. That That's my job. Um, but I certainly know that, that first and foremost, these kids need to understand their military uh, expectations and to be trained so that they can lead our sons and daughters and defend our Constitution. That's going to be a lot more important than did we maximize our, our training time to win a tennis Patriot League championship. All right, Mike, as a St. Louis Cardinal fan, I won't hold it against you that you play for the Yankees and the Milwaukee Brewers, which is actually worse than the Yankees as far as I'm concerned. How, what, what was it like being a big league ball player? Uh, it's a it's a dream, right? I mean, I was a five year old kid, and I told my parents I want to be a major league baseball player. And you know, I think a lot of five year olds say that. And you know, I I was able to to get the the, the taste of of the real experience. And one of my favorite memories was in St. Louis, and it was uh, after the nine eleven attacks. The first professional baseball game back was the Brewers at, in St. Louis. Um, we were the only major league baseball game that day, uh, and I remember standing in the outfield with our with my bullpen mate saying, hey, if a plane comes towards us, like, which way are we going to run? I mean, are you, for those of us who lived through 9-11, wow. th- those were the thoughts. Uh, but to, to be there and, you know, have Joe Buck and the, all the, 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 the way that St. Louis embraces this country and, and that sport, it was pretty awesome to get the opportunity to do that. But I didn't get the pitch and we lost. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. For you. Not that you didn't get the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Listen to this guy, right? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> But, you know, that, that Brewers, I can live with the Yankees. It's the Brewers that gave me a hard time. Well, the uh, the, the Brewers weren't much uh, in the on the, the leaderboard when I was there. Yeah. We, we, we struggled, but uh, but it was cool because, you know, when I, I pitched for the Yankees on a really good team and I was an average guy, and I only got to pitch when we were up by 10 runs or down by 10 runs or if it was like the 16th inning and everybody else was spent. But going to Milwaukee, I got to pitch in some, some close games, and we lost most of them, but but it was great to be able to compete at that level. That's awesome. I, I know, uh, knucklehead the way I'm going to say this, and it's true, but, I, I mean, looking back on it, in the midst of it, you want to pitch, right? But how cool is it to be the up-10 run, down-10 run guy? You're getting a paycheck. You're at the games. You're a Major League Baseball player without the um, uh, stress and the uh, the the fans ripping you if, if things aren't going well. I mean, the up-10 guy, that's a pretty good life. Well, let's be clear. In the Bronx, if you're up by 15 and you give up a home run, you're still going to hear it. You're still going to hear about it. I, I know from, from fact. Good stuff. Mike Buddy, athletic director at West Point. Good luck tomorrow. I, I, I mean, You don't mean that, do you? You know, I do. I, I mean, look, I grew up Army. Uh, I went Navy. I was the smart one. I wanted a beach in my business and not live in a tank, right? But but at the same time, I mean, uh, it, it's always a fun game. I want Navy to win, yep. but I, I think we all win. Just, you know, have a no great question. football game. That's what it's about. Well, we know it's going to be a hard-fought, you know, heavyweight battle like it always is. And just, like I said, so much respect for those of you who have served, and thank you. Um, it's going to be a... It's going to be whoever's got the football last. It almost always is. You know, and, and I'll say it this way. I hope you guys sing first. <laughs> you got to delete that out of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mike, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you both. Thanks, appreciate Mike. your time. Appreciate it. It's live. Not deleting I anything. <laughs> no, sorry, sir. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star.